0: Hello and welcome to The State of Shakespeare. I'm Garrett Vandermeer. And I'm Jim Elliott. And today in the studio we have Nance Williamson. Hello, Nance! Hi! How are you guys? We're fantastic! First of all, congratulations are in order. I understand you had quite a nice review that came out today in the New York Times.
1: We did. Ben Brantley came to see the five-person Midsummer Night Dream that we're doing at the Pearl Theater that Eric Tucker of Bedlam fame directed. And we'd done the play earlier this year at the Hudson Valley Shakespeare Festival and then it transferred to the Pearl Theater. So we're all excited and thrilled to have it continue on.
0: Well, the play, the first staging, I guess I should say, at the Hudson Valley Shakespeare was also extremely well-received critically, had an absolute love song of a review in the Wall Street Journal. I'd like to share a little bit of that for our listeners. Terry Teachout in the Wall Street Journal writes of this current production of Midsummer Night's Dream that not since Peter Brooks' now legendary 1970 Royal Shakespeare Company version has there been so radically original or mysteriously poetic a production of the greatest of all stage comedies. It seals Mr. Tucker's reputation as the outstanding American classical stage director of his generation. That is high praise.
1: High High praise. No money changed hands or anything with that whole thing.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So we have at least one critic willing to go on record as saying that this is the most extraordinary production of Midsummer Night's Dream that's been done in the last 45 years.
1: Yeah, pretty amazing. What
0: is it that makes this Midsummer so special?
1: Eric, who I think you have interviewed earlier, he swims in these waters of doing small-cast Shakespeare plays, and there's something about that that kind of unlocks the text in a way that because I think it requires an audience to sit forward in their seats and really hear it and listen to it because the information is coming to you not in a traditional way and then you hear it differently when you're called upon to to get your ears to hear it in a new way. You know Eric is such an imaginative guy But when he walked in, some of us, we were kind of given to him. He didn't necessarily cast everybody. But for the first week, we just played and improvised and did all of that stuff that you're doing with strangers on the beginning of the day. How to do this play with five people. So it wasn't cast. We didn't know who was playing what part. And so it just emerged as we started working together and playing together. And it seemed overwhelming (laughs) in the beginning. And now that we're performing it, it seems clear as a bell. So when someone says, how did you figure that out? It's like, oh, well, it seems quite simple. But if you talk to us about a month and a half ago, we were like, I don't even know what comes next, much less how we're going to do it. (laughs) I find that fascinating because we interviewed Ted Lewis, who was in another Eric Tucker production. He was in The Twelfth Night, and he said essentially the same thing. He said they had no idea they were doing The Second Twelfth Night until very shortly before the show opened. This sort of idea of chaos seems to be working. Yeah, Eric, he loves to rehearse. And so even after something is previewed and opened, if he had his brothers, he would still keep working and still keep rehearsing. Like before we opened at the Hudson Valley Shakespeare Festival, I believe we reblocked the entire play during that preview process. That's a big change for a five-person play to redo the entire thing in a five-day period. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's very telling. Of
0: course, when you do a remount, you get a chance to work with the actors again. Our listeners may not be aware that professional actors who are working under equity contracts are limited in the number of hours of rehearsals that they can do once the show opens.
1: Yeah, it's different for different kinds of contracts. This is a Lort contract. And so I think they can rehearse you no more than five hours a day and no more than 10 hours during the week. But a lot of times they don't even do that. That's just like for putting rehearsals or if someone has to replace if someone is sick, if you know that someone's going to be out, and things like that. But very seldom do you go back into rehearsal with the director with an existing cast once the play has opened. That usually doesn't happen. But Eric Tucker is not usual.
0: (laughs) (laughs) This play was a great success at the Hudson Valley Shakespeare Festival, which is a very different venue from the Pearl Theater.
1: Yes, the Hudson Valley Shakespeare Festival takes place under a huge tent that seats about 540 people when every seat is filled, and it's a deep thrust. So it's that you, and so the audience wraps around you. It's not in the round, but it's deeply around you. And it's a tent, and there's no walls. There's just a covering over the top. Mostly, you have to make big, bold choices to be heard and to be seen and to make sure everybody gets some juice. And yeah. at the Pearl, The Pearl is a proscenium house, and it's much smaller. So it's about 170, 180 seats. So it's almost like you can drop water on a puddle and everybody can hear it. So the first day of rehearsal... Eric was like, wow, this really is as if you're accosting the audience. We were so loud and so big. It's as if we had on like the Greeks did. We were not human. You know, we were not human. So a bit of the challenge would be to come down and find the right size. And all of a sudden then the." The door opened to all sorts of nuance that we couldn't necessarily play in the tent. And also, the tent has a kind of aesthetic that, having worked there now for a number of summers, there's a kind of playful aesthetic out there. And in New York, the Pearl is also known for doing classical plays classically. So this is a whole new experience for them. And so there are some things that would work great aesthetically out of the tent that don't here. Things that would be funny at the tent aren't funny here. So all of that has gone into the learning curve of transferring from one space to another. How have you dealt with things that aren't working in the smaller space? Yeah, mostly it's getting rid of some jokes or ad-libs and things like that that don't necessarily work. And also because you don't have to work so hard because the space is much smaller that things can fly a little more trippingly off the tongue. And so the show, which was about three hours at Hudson Valley, now it runs 20 minutes faster. And we haven't really cut anything, maybe a little bits and pieces here. So the basic text has stayed the same. Eric also would kind of, uh, there are some deconstructed moments where he takes bits of one scene and puts them here and puts them there and repeats things. And so I think we, in the beginning of Act 2, used to have Pyramus and Thisbe scene that's not there anymore. So that's been the one text change that's happened. But otherwise, the rest of it has just been, instead of having to play something, big, fat chords on the piano, it's a little bit like doing scales. It's just a little lighter and a faster and faster and more quicksilvery.
0: Well, this is going to be a very difficult ticket to get at the Pearl Theater, but for those of our listeners who are in New York or have plans to go to New York, what is the run?
1: Currently, it's scheduled to go till October 31st. So you can get tickets at the Pearl Theater, but just check their website because our schedule is a little nutty. So just check their website for when the shows are happening.
0: Thank you so much. Nance Williamson, one of Five members of the Hudson Valley Theatre Company's production of Midsummer Night's Dream, directed by Bedlam Company's artistic director, Eric Tucker, being presented at the Pearl Theatre in New York City now until October 31st. Nance Williamson, thank you so much for being our guest on the State of Shakespeare today.
1: It's been my pleasure, you guys. Thank you.
0: I'm Garrett Vandermeer. And I'm Jim Elliott. And thank you for listening.